2,095 billion. I don't know what it is. It's 20. I don't care. 28, I'm guessing. Doesn't matter. How are we all doing? Good? Yeah, I'm good, you? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, good week. today, Rob? Um, been running around today in, in the heat, basically, just moving stuff around and oh, a bit sweaty. It's a bit humid, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit sweaty and humid, isn't it? A bit sweaty, Betty. Yeah. A bit sweaty, Betty. I, um, I've had a really horrible week because of the heat. It's just been grim. Really, really horrible. And uh I was working in a... It's a, more humid than the heat, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the problem. Well, I was working in a lab yesterday, um, fixing some uh, cooling systems, and um, it was boiling in there. And I got this system up and running, so it was nice and cool, and I was loitering in the room because it was uh, it was cooler. So I was just sitting in there. And there was a, they were working. These, ge- these geezers were chopping something up in there. It looked like steak. It was horrific. And yeah. I was, what is that? And... Um, when when like they sort of packed it all away and it w- sort of went quiet, the geezer who was working on this this specimen, he had uh, like long blue purple hair and he had like uh, crazy like knee high boots with buckles on. I thought he's a bit mental. I can yeah, just ask yeah, him yeah, what yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. I don't need to hold back. Yeah. I was like, what what are you doing here, mate? And he went, did you just see what we were doing? I was like, yeah. And he was like, come here. He t- I went over t- to where he was working. He got he opened this bucket and he took out of this bucket what looked like steak. It was just slabs of meat like an inch thick yeah and uh, he said this came out of a child that was a, a little baby was born yesterday so it would have been born on Thursday and I couldn't believe the amount of stuff that they'd taken off this newborn baby I was like how much of a percent of his body weight was this What and what is it and he said well it was a, it's a large portion of his of his entire mass um, and it's um, it was like um, it, I'm not obviously a, you know I don't I'm not a medical scientist. On really? It. <laughs> you know, I thought you were. <laughs> and he said, uh, but basically, it's it's a ch- it was like a tumor, but a benign tumor. And um, he said, it's 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 like it comes from stem cells. Stem cells can be anything. I'm probably butchering this. Mm, uh, and that's true, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, because it could be anything, it, it's it can either have been a birthmark, a mole, or one of these things that they've chopped off him. And then now they're just testing it to see if it's okay. okay. And he, he got it out of this bucket. He was holding it in front of me. And he says, look, you can see muscle. You can see hair. He said, if you run your finger across it, and I was like, what the... F- not- <laughs> yeah, yeah, didn't go, mate. I only wanted to know what was going on. I only asked you a question. I don't want to be fucking it. Yeah, what's going yeah. <laughs> on? And, he, and he, he said, if you run your finger up, you can, you can feel and see teeth in it what yeah man it was it was really creepy it was like this steak that had teeth in <laughs> and i was like what is that and he goes because it's stem cells stem cells it's oh, just doing what the fuck it wanted the building blocks of everything it's just got muddled up and it's done, it's just yeah. growing everything it's yeah. teeth eyes teeth skin <laughs> <laughs> teeth eyes yeah it's like um when you see like my uh you see on the like a documentary or something the the twin that grew inside me you know, it's one of them yeah. things and, but this was i think it was external i don't know but Oh, mate, it was grim. <laughs> I was just looking at it going, oh, I can't believe it's that. This bucket of shit just showing you it. Yeah, there's teeth and hair and... Fuck mate, it was know. just... It was grim. It does sound pretty grim, that does. It was grim. So have you had anything like that happen to you this week? No, nothing <laughs> like that. I haven't had anything like that. <laughs> Fuck all, actually. It's Wait. been quite, quite a boring week for me. Um, I've got anyone to mention. Uh, just everyone in the world. I think we need to mention uh, Beth. She's a... Uh, uh, got the stickers over in Australia. Yeah, um, there's some geezer we wanted to mention. I've got his name. I'd, um, <laughs> what's his name? I want to say thanks to Ben as well. Ben, you uh, nice um, review you left us. So that's cool. I think mate. it was Ben. I think. Yeah, yeah. Is it a recent review? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was Ben who was asking for yeah, yeah. All right, Ben. Sorry, mate. I forgot your name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I haven't even checked emails or anything. So if you, I don't know if you want some stickers, mate. Wherever you are, just uh, let us know. Yeah. Um, we'll send some across. Uh, who else do I need to mention? Crack cushions always. Yeah. Crack cushions. Yeah, we need. We need got to mention them last week, didn't we? Well, yeah. It, it's just because we, uh, we're not right. We're just sort of freestyling it a little bit more now. So I think we need to have a slight script about what we're doing. Sort of like a basis of where, where we start so we and don't finish. Forget, yeah, so we don't forget people. Um, but yeah, crack cushions, they're brilliant. Go check them out. You'll find them on whatever platform you want. Yeah. Um, Pinterest. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, they crack make, cushions, um, you'll find them. I want, I want a, don- a Donald Trump cushion. A Donald Trump one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> what, would it, what would you want it to say on it? I don't know. 
I don't know. It's not up to me. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah. Uh, who else? Paul Sparrow. Um, as always, pal, nice one for your input. Uh, we are going to do Big Ed, your suggestion, probably next week or the week after. It may be the week after because I started researching it. I'm not going to say what it is if anyone doesn't know, but Paul knows. And I started having a look at it and thought, this one is fucking mental. Yeah. <laughs> this one. It's just getting crazier and crazier. Yeah, it, Paul is like, he is a... An incredible source of crazy subjects that we need. <laughs> yeah. This is ridiculous. Let's he, just say he knows mental people. Yeah, let's just say. Oh, hopefully he doesn't know this geezer. If <laughs> yeah. he did, he'd be about a hundred years old. Oh right, okay. But this one's about nipple belts and human skin lampshades and stuff. So this one's good. All right, cool. <laughs> so it's going to be good. Uh, anything else to mention? Us, if you want to get in contact with us, we're robots for eyes at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter. Robots, yeah. Uh, Instagram Instagram Robots for Eyes basically just type that in you'll come up yeah like I said it's not all in one sort of thing yeah you'll come up it's not hard you'll find us if you need us yeah not that you need us because you don't really no you don't really need this in your life at all (laughs) I'm saying that yeah you're sitting here listening to us for no reason god I need them no you don't (laughs) you don't don't need this Uh, Uh, right uh, I can't think of anything else I need to say in this makeshift intro that we're hashing out it's been a boring uh Boring week on the news. Yeah, There's been yeah. nothing interesting. No, anything mad happened? No, no nothing. It's been pretty news um, quiet this week, and it? it's been a quiet news week. Yeah, it has. Yeah. So, um, well, thanks for the downloads this week. Yeah. Uh, leave us a review if you can. Hope you like the fritzel. Yeah, it's fritzel. A, yeah. Bit of a nut, isn't it? Oh, it's disturbing. That is it's a tiny bit of a nut. I can't get my head around that that girl spent twenty four years in a yeah. room that she couldn't even stand up straight in. Yeah. It's just. It's shocking. It's insane. She's so mentally tough to survive that. Yeah. I wouldn't have. I couldn't have made it. And I'd like to see what she's like now, as in like to get, sit around and talk with her, just normally, not about what happened, just like you know what's going on, how's it going. She's probably just see see if she's like twitching and going, Rah! or is she you know, or is she just completely normal. No, she can't be. I mean, that's just. Or she she might she might be so dehumanized that she just looks around everything and nothing bothers her. So she might seem normal, but yeah. But like, if someone got stabbed in front of her, she'd probably just go. Yeah. Oh, she's seen some horrible stuff. <clears throat> she's had some horrible stuff done to her, poor woman and her kids. But yeah, go and listen to that one. That's horrible if you're not listening to it. Yeah, it's that pretty, was... pretty, pretty mental. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay, we might as well crack on with the episode. Yeah, so nice. See you on the flip side. Yeah. USOs. 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 Yeah, Explain, yeah. Tom. Well, most people are familiar with the term UFO, unidentified flying object. And some of you will know that it was the military who came up with that abbreviation after repeatedly encountering like, weird shit in the sky that they couldn't explain or identify. There are lots of different names around the world. In France, for instance, the military call them OVNIs. In Croatia, they're called. NLOs. It's just a translation of, of UFO. Um, last year, Hillary Clinton, for instance, said that she refers to them as UAPs. Now, it's interesting that she refers to them at all. You know what I mean? Because if it was complete nonsense... Underage pensioners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, underage pensioners. She probably is an underage pensioner. Uh, yeah, so it's interesting that she refers to them as anything at all. Because yeah. if, if like, we're told that this is, you know, there's not nothing to this, mm. then what was a, a presidential candidate having, you know, 
being interesting and referring to them as a, as a different, uh, you know, with a different acronym, um, UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. This abbreviation comes from the National Aviation Reporting Centre on Anomalous Phenomena, starting around 1999, um, and it's, it's even used by our Min- Ministry of Defence even today. Um, all of these terms refer to things that are observed flying through the air, seen flying through the atmosphere, and even seen in space. Cool. There are other categories for weird stuff that is seen. Um, and today we're going to look at USOs, which is unidentified submerged objects. Nice. They've been picked up on submarine radars, seen by boats and aircraft. They've also been seen exiting the water and entering the water and zipping off through into the air at massively high speeds. They display underwater characteristics that are... We can't replicate it's them. Impossible. Wow. Well, well, obviously isn't because they're doing it, but well, it, it might be. It, I mean, it could be something so high tech and top secret that you know most branches of the military don't know what they are. Mm. But um, you know, they're, it's impossible to replicate, and it's impossible to really begin how how the, to explain how these things work. I mean, we'll, we'll go into it a little bit later. Uh, it's incredibly baffling and and quite quite scary because it just renders us. Useless, right? Really, we can't com- compete with them. It's like having a, you know, a push bike and trying to race an F1 car. Yeah, you're thinking you're the bollocks on your push Drag bike. race. Yeah, it's just not happening. Mm. Uh, they're going to toy with you. Um, as always, there are many, many reports from regular people like me and you. You know, uh, for instance, seeing things on fishing boats, on the coast, at the beach. But we're going to try and stick with military observations and encounters as much as we can because. I, I give these, I mean, it might be incorrect, but personally, in my opinion, these encounters reported by the military are probably more trustworthy. Mm. I mean... Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's more likely to be something that they didn't actually know. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. just been said sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, th- th- these reports that we're going to cover contain measurements from sophisticated instruments on board these vessels, uh, testimonies from crew members... I mean, these things are like multi-million dollar ships and they're getting outgunned and outmaneuvered by, t- you know, things that, they just defy all logic. Yeah. It's like it just seems impossible to do what they do. But we're going to look in some documents that are released under Freedom of Information. Um, and reports filed by the military on events like this are very real and you can take them as watertight. Hey, no pun intended. (laughs) The military don't ignore these things and the reports are taken very seriously as they pose a massive security threat. You know, if something's blasting past our most high-tech subs and battleships underwater at hundreds of miles an hour and entering and exiting the water at extreme speeds, it makes us look like a bunch of fools. Yeah. I mean, it really does. Russia. It could well be. I reckon it is. Or it could (laughs) be... Wait, I don't know what it is. It's it's a... uh, Underwater alien frog. <laughs> well, underwater alien frog? Yeah. <laughs> he actually lives underwater. We've got an account, actually, which we'll do at the end. I've left it to the end because it's a bit weird, about um, uh, some Russian frogmen uh, in, in a lake yeah. encountering weird things, but we'll get back to that in a bit. Well, cool. um, but I can't find really any feasible explanation as to what what these things are. And I, I don't know. It's like with all the things that you see flying around in the... Well, say people see, you know, reports of things flying around in the sky... I've not got a clue what they are. Mm. I don't know if they're alien. I don't know if it's, you know, it's our secret technology. I don't think really anyone does. No. But it's, it's ever so, ever so interesting. Uh, I just want to read what uh, Lord Rankilur of a uh, member of House of Lords said. He said, many men have seen UFOs and USOs and have not been mistaken. Are, who are we to believe their word? Only a few weeks ago, a policeman in, fo- in uh, Italy photographed one and four Italian Navy officers saw a 300-foot-long fiery craft rising from the sea and disappearing into the sky. I mean, why would they lie? Yeah. And that's Giza from the House of Lords saying that. Yeah. Um, he must have... I wouldn't say he's got... Um, he, may, he may have information that w- we don't know, but he's certainly saying that this is a real phenomenon. Why yeah. would he bring it up? Yeah, well, yeah, there's no reason to, is there? No, there's no reason. Unless they're all, all talking about it, which gives you even more reason to think it's real. If they've gone on the agenda now, UFOs, you'd be like, well, w- w- if it's not real, then why the why are you doing a whole meeting on it? You know yeah, I mean? yeah. If if we if we be- I don't want to say we you know believe what we're told, but 
if the governments and the military are saying there's nothing to this, there's no security threat, why are they talking about it in the House of Lords? Mm. Why are there these massive amount? I mean, the, 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 uh, there was a dump of documents, I think, last week, yeah. uh, declassified documents. Why would you even keep it if there was nothing to it? No, exactly, yeah. I, I think that they say that it doesn't pose um, any security threat to the country, no national security. It could be because... It, it could it could be a very real phenomenon. It could be very very real, and the military have are aware not necessarily of what they are, but they're aware that these things occur mm. and that they don't seem to be hostile. Therefore, they're not a national security threat. They're just things that we can't explain. Mm, yeah. Moving around under the ocean or moving around in the sky, but they're not a security threat because they're not. Attacking, they're not. They're just going in and out, and yeah, yeah. They're just, um, they're just so freaky, around. though, isn't it? Yeah, it's well weird. I think, I think it's well weird. Um, we're going to go and talk about the first one, which is quite a famous one, called the Shag Harbour incident, which is a fantastic name for a harbour. Shag Harbour. Shag Harbour. You're going for Shag and a Harbour. <laughs> so, uh, you, have you heard about the Shag Harbour incident? No. I think probably people who are, li- who are listening to this may, may have done, but um, basically, it's a reported of an an impact of an unknown large object into the waters off the coast near Shag Harbour in Nova Scotia. This occurred on um, the uh, 4th of October 1967. Um, The incident was investigated by various agencies, including the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the Canadian Coast Guard and military, the uh, Royal Canadian Navy and the Royal Canadian Air Force. There was also agencies of um, the government of Canada that looked into it. And people within the US government looked into this. And I would probably, I mean, we'll go into details why I think this, but I would imagine the Russians as well. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be there. Something, well, they, they were literally there mm. at, at the time at this, when this happened. So there's some weird stuff going on. It could be a few things. Um, we'll go with, um, I wouldn't say the most logical one at the end when we talk about it. Uh, and then we'll go for the far out ones because that's what we're here to do. But basically, uh, on, on this evening, the 4th of, no- of October, local residents no- noticed strange luminous objects in the sky during the night. Uh, it's believed, due to witness testimony uh, matching up from different parts of the area, that there were four objects seen in the sky. Yeah. Five teenagers watched the lights flash in an orderly sequence and then dive at a 45-degree angle towards the surface of the ocean. <clears throat> the witnesses said that when the four objects hit the water, they didn't sink but seemed to float. So, it, oh, so they didn't go into the ground, into the water, then they sort of just hit it and stayed on it in a way? N- yeah, not straight away. So it, it well, doesn't they seem hit like... it. They just sort of went down and just hovered above it sort of... No, they were on the surface. Right, okay. They, do- they literally dove into the in- onto the surface of the sea and were just <clears throat> bobbing around by, by all accounts. Um, th- they were approximately half a mile from the coast when they hit the surface of the water. People claimed at first they thought they were watching an airplane crash and very quickly responded to the situation, thinking because, you know, there might be lives at risk. Yeah, yeah. So like, fuck, call, quick, yeah, call yeah, the police or call, call whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so reports started flooding in <clears throat> to the uh, to the Coast Guards and the, and the, and the uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Um, coincidentally, Constable Ron Pound was, he was also, he witnessed this occurring. He said this, he saw the strange lights himself as he drove down Highway 3 en route to Shag Harbour. He said uh, he felt he was seeing four lights all attached to one flying craft, and he estimated it to be about 60 foot long. So he thinks it's it's one object here, mm. um, which tends to sort of fit the overall idea of what may have occurred. It didn't seem to be multiple objects that hit the surface. It seemed to be one. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, he thought it was about 60 foot long. He made his way to the shore to try and see if he could get a better look. Um, he said... Uh, it was a phenomenal sight. It was, you know, awe-inspiring. Yeah, he wasn't alone. He was with another police officer called Corporal Victor Werbecki, I think it is. Right. So, uh, if I've good pro- go. Yeah, pronouncing that. Yeah, good go. Literally, yeah. <clears throat> uh, and uh, Constable Ron O'Brien was with him as well. Um, also, by this time, there were many local residents sort of occur- like milling around on the uh, on the uh, coastline because it was quite a spectacle. They were all observing this strange thing out in the sea. Now, Constable Ron Pound says he clearly saw a yellow light slowly moving on the surface of the water. Right. So it was moving, moving around. Yeah. It wasn't just... It was it was moving with purpose. 
Yeah, it wasn't just like just on the waves. It was actually moving. Yeah, and if that wasn't odd enough, it left a yellow foam-like substance behind it. So, I mean, we have got planes that can land on water and move around. It's fairly liquid. Fairly liquid. Squirting <laughs> yeah. fairly liquid out the back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we have definitely got things that can do, can land and move around on the surface yeah. of the water. Um, half a mile away sounds like a quite a, quite a distance, but y- you'll hear a propeller plane. Yeah, and you you know that that was an aircraft. Unless it, unless you thought it was an aircraft that got something, smashed a bit, something hurtling towards the water at forty-five degree angle. You think no matter what it is, it's going to sort of break up anyway. Yeah, exactly. Forty-five degree is not a good angle to to land, especially at. if it's hurtling down. It's yeah. not just slowly going down. It's just going, you know, diving down. You think that's going to be in bits? You know what I mean? Yeah, the water acts like uh, like concrete when you hit it hard. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever be- belly flopped off a diving board, which yeah, is yeah. high. It feels like you're landing on the concrete, doesn't it? Yeah. Knocks the shit out yeah, of you. <laughs> big, big red belly. Yeah. So, but anyway, at this point, um, people, like I say, there was lots of people on the, because they saw it coming down. There were lots of people on the uh, on the coast um, and they saw it moving around the harbour and then they and they, they saw it also. Um, what's that? Can you hear that? It's the aliens. It's the aliens. What is that? Is that your ring? Is that a ringtone? It's, it's a phone. It's the house phone, I think. Is it the house phone? Yeah. Anyway, call, calling while we're doing a bloody podcast. What Doesn't are you matter. doing? Whoever you are. It's the NSA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop talking about this. So anyway, people, people saw it basically uh, moving around uh, the, the harbour and it was sort of going under the water and then popping back out and sort of very purposely moving around. Uh, the Coast Guard and other local boats rushed out. So they'd be in the water now, going mm. over to, to the spot where they saw it, still thinking that there's potentially lives at risks. Yeah. Uh, risks, risk, uh, uh, and time was very critical. But by the time they actually got to the area where this thing had hit the surface, all the lights were gone. Mm. Um, the crew, though, said that they could see a, a yellow foam on the water, and they got the impression that whatever this thing or things were that had hit the surface had now dived under the water and were, were submerged somewhere potentially below them. That's okay. quite creepy, though, because yeah. it's, it's the middle of the night, yeah. it's, it's dark. Um, so no wreckage was seen or found, which is unusual. Uh, all boats in the water continued the search until three o'clock in the morning, and uh, it, it was the event basically was called off, um, which is a, a, bit, a very strange event. Yeah. Now, now that is that is that is sort of um, on the surface where the story ends. That is what occurred. Something hit the surface of the water and sank. Yeah. But it's but it's not. It, it gets a bit. Um, a bit deeper and, and a little bit weird now. Um, now, due to all the weird activity, and, pu- and police ran a, a traffic check with uh, the Rescue Coordination Centre in Halifax and with NORAD, who are the um, American Aerospace Defence Command radar, uh, it, which is actually based in uh, Nova Scotia. They were told that there were no missing aircraft reported that, ev- that evening. There were no civilian aircraft or military aircraft that had gone missing. So that's quite telling because if anything was in the sky that was on radar that had hit the surface of the water or if it had a you know a transponder on it NORAD would know yeah yeah definitely so it either didn't have a transponder and was invisible to radar yeah or so it did some chumps just made it and just fucking tried it out or it didn't occur yeah okay. but but we know it did occur because people people saw it um bit about NORAD, they provide basically um, aerospace warning and air sovereignty and protection to North America. They are the eyes on the skies. So if something can creep past them or something, they miss something, that's quite disturbing. Yeah. Because they're there to... Protect security, (laughs) aren't they? To to look for... Sort them out, Trump. Yeah, bombs coming through and stuff. So this raised a few eyebrows. uh, And many, many people had clearly seen the object descending from the sky. And for them to say it's not there... They're like, what? We saw it. Mm. We all saw it. The next day, the Rescue Coordination Centre filed a report with Canadian Forces uh, headquarters in uh, Ottawa. The report stated that something had 100% hit the water in Shag Harbour, but the object was of unknown origin. Now, they've come to this conclusion, I think, because NORAD didn't have any knowledge of it, and therefore it's unknown. Yeah. But something definitely, definitely hit the water. I find it hard to believe that they, they didn't, they didn't pick that up. No, yeah. But the fact that it, yeah, it's come down and hit the water and it's floated around for a bit and then it's gone down. Yeah, it's a bit odd, that isn't it? And the people who have got they, the responsibility, they, they, they probably know what's going on. Well, they probably don't know what's going on, but they've probably seen it. 
Well, and they probably just got said, "Don't say that we say." You know, well, there's something. It could. It could be. Well, we'll get into it a bit later on what it potentially could have been, but um, it it is likely that something may have come down and they just didn't want to say. And it could be very innocent. Mm. But they just don't want to tell you, or it could be exactly as as it sounds that they didn't see anything. Yeah. But around this time, um, the HMCS Granby, which is basically a, a it was a mine sweeping boat back in the Dizay. Um, but it's been reconditioned into a, a deep diving platform. Yeah. So it's a, like a big sort of reconnaissance vessel. Uh, it was ordered over into the location. So somebody is thinking something here. Something's worth yeah, why, looking. Why, why would they do that? Yeah. Exactly. So they got it into the, into the location where these objects were seen coming down. Um, and divers searched the bottom of the sea for several days, but without positive results. Now, what does that mean? Without positive results? Surely without results would have yeah. been... You know what I mean? Without positive results, is that just the way they've said it and they literally mean they didn't find anything? Yeah, maybe, but it seems like a, a pointless word to add in, doesn't it? Maybe yeah. as just say without results. Exactly. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird terminology, as I thought, without positive results. Yeah. So they didn't find anything. They spent several days looking with Navy divers. They could have used it as, well, apparently something's gone down. Let's use it test. as a training exercise. Yeah. And if we find something, we find something. Who knows what it could have been. Yeah. Um, but the story of the crash at Shack Harbour disappeared pretty quickly. And as you'd expect, no agency admitted any knowledge. Uh, what can you do? Just another strange event. Mm. Or is it? You know what I mean? In 1993, uh, the original story's not in newspapers. It's not on the news. It's mm. good, you know. Several theories were put forward. And one explanation was uh, a Russian spacecraft may have crashed into the water, which would explain the presence of a Russian submarine that was in the area. We'll, we'll oh, right, okay, yeah. More on that in a bit. Um, there was also rumours of American involvement in the following up, uh, the follow-up investigation, but there was no official statement from the US. So there's a Russian sub lurking. Navy divers spent several days. Mm. There's clearly a paper trail to military and probably the government, but no one's saying anything um, this is why I think it's quite interesting because yeah. it's easy just to go, ah, no, nothing happened. But when yeah. you look into it, nothing to see here, nothing Move to along. see here, yeah, nothing to see here. Now we're going to talk about a MUFON investigator. MUFON is the Mutual UFO Network, and this geezer's called Chris Stiles. Um, the case intrigued him. He thought there was more to it, so he mm. decided to dig around for more details. Now, he found the names of many of the original witnesses through newspaper clippings and was also able to uh, interview them, the ones that were still around. Now, this is crucial for getting the truth because a lot of this stuff is, can just be reports and be reports and be reports about... Yeah, just, it's just like you can have a lot of hearsay and then... Chinese whispers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just, you, it just changes each time, yeah. Only ever so slightly, right? And then that, over time, adds up to just being a... You know, just a monkey frog or something a monkey rather frog. Than, than a vehicle, yeah. Yeah, fell out of the sky on a turnip. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make any... You know. <laughs> so <laughs> he was um, helped uh, in his investigation by um, another MUFON investigator called uh, Doug Ledger. Now, these two dudes would uncover some extremely compelling evidence through their interviews... They discovered through speaking to guys who were there that when the divers of the Granby minesweeping boat finished their work, and we were told they were finished their work, that was not that wasn't strictly what happened. Okay. The boat moved away, and we found nothing. That ain't that ain't what the the crew members are telling you. Uh, divers, along with other witnesses, went on to relate these events, and this is what they said. They said that the object dived. It didn't crash. It dived into the water. Um, soon left, and it also soon left the Shag Harbour area. It travelled underwater for 25 miles to a pla place called Government Point, which was near a submarine detection base, which is interesting. Okay. So it, 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 whatever it was, it hit the water, floated and about. Aimed for detection and, base. And travelled out of the area and was not necessarily aiming at a submarine detection base, but was in the location mm. of one, which is quite telling because mm. if this is uh, Russians and they were doing, or a foreign agency, a foreign country, m doing something with some underwater craft, why would you do it where a, right, right, a submarine uh, yeah. detection base is? You know, that, that doesn't add up to me. But anyway, the object was picked up on sonar at this base. And Navy vessels were ordered to be positioned over the top of it after a couple of days, the military was planning a salv salvation, uh, a salvage operation um, because it was just sitting at the bottom of the sea. Okay, so you hadn't done anything, yeah? No, they just they picked it up 
moving and it came it to rest stopped. and stopped and they were like it's there it's 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 under the water it's been like it for like two days yeah, it? yeah 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 so now they are just sitting there doing nothing monitoring it because i don't know what it is um when a second uso enters the scene it was picked up on radar approaching the area underwater at high speed it slowed down and slowed to a stop and joined the first object right at the bottom of the sea underneath these boats they thought at the time that this second craft had arrived to help the first one. Right, yeah. Like if the first one's crashed or gone out of control and just stopped and then the other one's come to like yeah. pick whatever from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at this point, the Navy decided to wait and watch, not knowing what they were or what they were dealing with. They thought probably just... I mean, it's 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 too it's yeah. too deep. We just, just, just nothing we can't, it, let's yeah. just watch. So after about a week of monitoring, a week of monitoring these things at the bottom of the sea, uh, some of the vessels were called to investigate a Russian submarine, which had now entered the Canadian water. Right, so some shit's hotting up. Yeah, yeah. They got these military vessels are parked over something, yeah. which hit the water. And, and they're just watching it, they're waiting. And yeah. then another one comes in and joins it, and they're like, what the fuck? And then a Russian sub turns up. Mm. So they must have known. Yeah, maybe they detected something or or it's something to do with them or something anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, did they pick it up on radar or or, or did they want a closer look? I mean, or was it a Russian spacecraft that hit the surface of the water? Mm. I doubt it because it moved 25 miles and I don't yeah. think satellites can do that. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they haven't got a spaceship. That can do yeah. that. It turns it's, it's a spaceship and also a boat and a submarine all in one. That's a hell of a vehicle. So at this point, the two underwater craft started to move now. Uh, they made their way to the Gulf of Maine. By all accounts, they moved really, really fucking quick and put a massive distance between themselves and the Navy vessels. Um, whatever they are, the, it, it was they were displaying characteristics that were raising eyebrows. Mm. Oh, this ain't us, man. Yeah, what's going on, yeah. I, mean, I doubt this is... I mean, technology around the world has a tendency to be quite similar at the, at the high end. I mean, you, yeah. you'll get breakthroughs, but... A breakthrough in one area is probably followed quickly within another year by someone bit, discovering yeah. it elsewhere yeah. around. So to have this level of technology... They, they sort of copy it and then just enhance it, don't they? Really? Yeah, we're all sort of on the same sort of on the same level. Breakthroughs yeah. occur, but, we, we, you know, we'd be able to say that's this new type of prototype that we're yeah. testing. Maybe the Russians... Are, anyway, it, so they didn't know what it was. Um, they made their way, like I say, over to the Gulf of Maine, uh, they regrouped, sat there. Uh, as the Navy boats uh, approached them, they broke out of the surface of the water and just shot away into the skies in full view of them. Now, these extraordinary events were collaborated by witnesses, civilian and military. And as is the case in most of these, um, the military guys went off the record. They didn't mm. want to say it because, you know, you've got uh, potential loss of pensions. Yeah. Y if you saw that happen, it and doesn't then, take yeah. a genius to figure out you probably shouldn't be talking about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't want to fuck up your future. Nice pension, retirement, anyway. Um, of all the witnesses who called in reports, nobody in the initial uh, incident, nobody said anything about a UFO. It was the authorities, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, um, the RNC, which is the Royal Newfound Constabulary, the Royal Canadian Air Force, NORAD, and the Coast Guard that first referred to the possibility of it being a UFO or USO. Um, so it's not come from civilians. Mm. We we didn't... It wasn't like somebody on the shore said, oh, fucking alien. No, they thought it was a plane. Yeah. This These these rumours have come from the military themselves. Yeah. I find that's really, that's, really... It sounds like to me that they just, you know, well, we don't have a clue what it is. Well, simple it, as, isn't it? And it's like, well, it is that because we don't have a clue what it is, so it's a USO. Yeah. I mean, it's very similar to to, um, to Roswell when that alleged crashed saucer hit, it was in uh, New Mexico because people think, ah, nothing anomalous happened there. But the reason why the it's common knowledge that uh, it was a UFO that hit the surface of the water, uh, sorry, hit the hit the desert in in Roswell, is because the military said it was. Yeah. They said we have captured a flying saucer. It has crash landed. It's very similar to that, I think. Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. So, what do you think about that then? That's our first, uh, our first story that we wanted to cover. It's, Something it's, it's an intriguing one because obviously you had all the witnesses seeing it, and it's 
Rizard obviously that he went down at a 45 degree angle and sat in the water and he's made some foam and then disappeared. But then they were able to track it sort of to a point and it just stopped for a few days and another one appeared. And um, so they they done the right thing, I think, by just sitting there watching it because you don't want to just rush down to it. No. Do you think that there is actually something to it? Do you think this occurred? Well, if it's got military documents on it and stuff, then mm. probably, yeah. But could it be the Russians? Could, you know, if if they've got a sub coming over, you know what I mean? It's probably that they know something or they've heard of something and they want to check it out anyway themselves. But then it, they just bugger off as well, those I mean, shoot off. You think, the fuck is it? They've been there for that long and they've... You know, they just you can just turn on and go. Yeah, days under the surface. Mm. I like the idea of, and it's completely possible and plausible, and 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 likely in many cases that things that are seen hitting the surface of the water can actually be, uh, you know, an old some form of old satellites and spacecraft which orbits decayed and it's you know it's hitting yeah, the atmosphere yes. and it's and it's come through and yes stuff does burn up but big big chunks can come through and they do come through yeah, yeah. they do come through and most of the ocean most of the planet is is water so things are going to hit it but the fact that it hit it bobbed around i find that hard mm. then yeah. and then moved 25 miles and then and then another satellite apparently hit the surface and came over to it yeah, followed it straight to where it was mm. I don't know man I don't know weird it's crazy that one it's, a wi- it's, uh, it's weird um, what would you do if you saw that and you're the military would you have done what they've done and watched it or would you try and I don't think go to them I think there's anything they can do I think I think you know if it's too far down I suppose they can't you know get to it but, but still what would you what would you be thinking what would be your plan of action there uh, non-interference, just observe. There's nothing you can Simple do. Simple as that. It's yeah. displaying characteristics that are far beyond anything you're capable just of achieving. Just watch it and see what we can do, yeah. See what happens. It, who knows what it is. I mean, it's twitchy bomb time, isn't it? Yeah, especially if you're just sitting over it as well. You must, you know, it must Underneath be, you. It must be terrifying if you know that it's got such sort of power and strength compared to your vehicle, but it's just sitting there, but it will know that you're above them. Oh, yeah. And it's just, and you're, you know... What is it going to do? Well, I found it fascinating that it moved towards a, a submarine detection base. Yeah. This is almost like, fuck you. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Look where I'm we gonna are. Pa- I'm going to park here for a few days. In plain see sight. See what you do. And you can't do anything. Yeah. yeah, it could be. Yeah. I don't know, man. Let us know what you think. Yeah. <laughs> this one was reported in the international press at, um, on the 11th of November 1972. The Norwegian Navy were tracking a fast-moving submarine-like object on sonar. A fleet of surface ships with specially equipped submarine hunter helicopters were assembled to find this object. On the on the 20th of November, so nine days later, the USO was seen visually for the first time. It was described as being a massive, silent, cigar-shaped object. One of the ships promptly fired its guns and torpedoes at the craft. Some of the other ships who also saw the object fired upon it, but the object began to dive further into, into the water. Uh, the, the ship started dropping depth charges to try and blow this thing out yeah. of the water. Uh, after tracking the object for two weeks, right, they've been following it for two weeks, the Navy decided a blockage and tried to basically cover it up and, and, and trap it in this, uh, in this, in this sort of uh, you know, estuary. Um, however, uh, on the 14th day, the object simply disappeared. Mm. Now, that's a very real event. Yeah, you don't start dropping depth one, charges it? into the ocean for no reason. Yeah, yeah. You can't... I mean, I can understand... Why would you do it, yeah? Why would you do that? I can understand one person being mistaken and, and doing that. Mm. But for a fleet of, of Navy vessels <laughs> to start shooting torpedoes at things that... Yeah, don't that's, that's, been, that's been an order. There's been an order for that, and it's, it's quite severe well, for think that of the, to happen. Well, think of the paper trail. Think how, much, how expensive a, a torpedo is. You know what I mean? It, it, there's... There's going to be a lot of paperwork involved in the uh, aftermath of, of, of this because there was live firing. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it as well. Yeah. So, well, they didn't get anything. In 1989, a large object was seen by multiple witnesses and picked up by sonar on Navy vessels resting on the surface of the water in the Pacific Ocean. It released several smaller objects before submerging. It was tracked on sonar heading, sonar heading south towards the Santa Catalina Channel before disappearing under the water at high speeds. This is very real, man. Mm. 
the more you look into this, this is why I've picked a few. They're sh- very similar, aren't they? Yeah, I picked a few um, like sh- uh, short snippets of um, you know just s- some information so you can c- get like a picture of of what what's been reported. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, in March 1963, a U.S. Navy submarine, which was on exercise, uh, which was taking place off the coast of uh, Puerto Rico, I think, um, sonar indicated an unidentified submersed ob- submersible object travelling well below the U.S. subs. Now, you would imagine these subs are the high, highest tech that we have. Yeah. They're capable of reaching the depths of the seas that no other boats can get to. Mm. These are like, you know, true true sort of exploration vessels. They can go places that nothing else can go. But this object was seen travelling at 150 knots underwater, which Fuck is... You know. That's well over 100 mile an hour. Oh I'm, not God, sure, yeah. I'm not sure if a knot is... is Direct, directly translated into into miles per hour. I don't think it is, but no. I'm I'm guessing that we're up towards 150 mile an hour. Um, <clears throat> but US personnel were also astonished by the depth of what this USO was travelling at. It was at over 20,000 feet below the ocean. A typical crutch depth for the submarines at that day was 7,000 feet. This object was seeding all the technical capabilities of yeah. all known subs, even those of today. Now, this USA was tracked for almost four days mm. by the entire crew, and it was reported that the, the USA would propel away, stop, slow down, and let the boats catch up with it. And then go again. Yeah. So it was, like, it was like, it was like, follow me, follow me. Yeah. And what is it? Are they picking up like fucking whales or something? Did, could, they, did, could they tell the shape of it and all that? From yeah, Sub- submarine-like object. So it's like, like a cigar-shaped like thing you were saying. Um, um, yeah. Are they picking Crazy, up? Is they picking up animals? Not that I think a whale can swim at 150 miles an hour. <laughs> fucking hell, that's one. That's you saying bolt the whale. The world. <laughs> yeah. They're quite slow whales, aren't they? Usually. Yeah. yeah. Sharks might be quicker, or some sort of sea bass, but not fucking 150 mile an hour. Yeah, and and not to the size they're picking up. And to the, and to the depth of 20,000 feet. Yeah. Fuck. It's creepy. Going on, isn't it? It's creepy. Uh, I wanted to c- c- cover this one as well. This one occurred on the 11th of October, 1492. <laughs> right, okay. So not too long ago. Not too long ago. And the ship in question was carrying no other than Christopher Columbus. Oh, right. Now, all this was recorded in the ship's logs. Um, now, the boat was the Santa Maria. It was passed over what we know uh, is one of the deepest parts of the Atlantic Ocean. And it's almost, and it's also as well, inside the Bermuda Triangle. Okay. And strange lights were seen flashing deep under the water. Then a large disc-shaped object rose out of the water and sped off into the night sky. A few hours later, Columbus discovered the new world. But this this happened. This was in his. He's got. He has no idea what these things are. He's just simply logging what he's yeah, observing, he's writing what he sees. Yeah. He doesn't know where the fuck he's going, man. No. It, you know, he, he he's an adventurer, isn't he? So he just he just try to explore, tries to find places. And like you say, he'll log it down, he'll write where he's been, write uh, sort of like a map sort of thing to where he's been, and that's it, isn't yeah, it, really? Yeah. This was seen here. I mean, he probably thought sea monsters exist. I mean, yeah. Maybe they do. Maybe these are sea monsters. Yeah, you never know. Who knows, man? Not me. I've never lost control. <laughs> uh, this one's a good one. Um, former Chilean chief of naval operations. Yeah. Uh, Admiral Jorge Martinez. Jorge. He described, he declared, sorry, that uh, USOs are very real. He said many high-ranking military dudes, he didn't say dudes, but I'm adding that in because I'm guessing Jorge Martinez is a cool dude. But um, yeah, he said they've gone on, uh, loads of guys in the Chilean Navy have gone on record claiming that these things are are real. Um, But it's sort of ignored, man. There's a lot of people that have said that stuff exists, weird things exist, but no one seems to take it seriously no they sort of just shrug it off and carry on yeah it always makes me laugh that like uh, we're going on a little t- t- tangent here but when when you when a pilot of like a, an aircraft sees something in the sky everyone goes wow he's great what, what nah that didn't happen but yet you get in a plane, plane with him, yeah. and you trust your life in a guy's hand that you've never even met yeah so why is he trustworthy there but as soon as he says oh by the way flying I this s- I multi- saw this thing yeah 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 you anyway. go nope yeah exactly yeah, that's true you just put your hands into someone else. You don't know what's going to happen, do you? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but yet we, uh, we 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 say that it's bullshit when it doesn't agree with our view of reality. Yeah. 
I don't think these things can be disregarded. Anyway, Admiral Jorge Martinez um, made this statement saying that they're, they're real. During a, a ch- uh, an interview on TV, he was, um, the interviewer was conducted by uh, a journalist in Chile, and the rear admiral admitted that he has personally witnessed two UFOs, uh, USOs sorry, uh, at sea. According to Admiral Martinez, when he was a lieutenant... Right, he saw a very luminous white object in front of his patrol boat. When he took command of his first destroyer, the then Captain Martinez saw another similar object emerging from the water, creating strong interference with navigational control systems, which is something that's common. Like with people always claim that when these things appear on land by cars or when they appear in the sky near aircraft, they fuck with navigation equipment mm, yeah. and start scrambling it. And he says this was occurring um, occur- occurring over the ocean. Um, another former Chilean officer uh, claimed that the sonar system on board his ship detected two submarine-like objects that cause very similar malfunctions with the battleship's electronics. The displayed, they displayed the same size and metallic resonance characteristics that ordinary subs show. Mm. However... These objects were too fast to be submarines. Um, he described how the gyroscopes uh, on, the, on his vessel were completely out of control, uh, which indicates a giant magnetic field. Yeah. He, he says that the radar systems went completely blank and uh, everything he could see seemed to be being affected by, by some sort of external... Uh, I suppose you have to say magnetic field. I mean, there's nothing else you really can, you, we yeah. can really equate it to. Um, there are many other Chilean officers that have described similar events but didn't want to go on air with their accounts. Nevertheless, this is the first time a chief of naval operations has revealed this phenomena is real. Mm. Do you reckon it should be believed? Or is this a disinformation? Is it a deliberate lie? Um, I can't see why 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 they would. Deliberately lie about something like that. It's it's because, kind of because <laughs> because then it shows weakness. If it is someone like Russia or or Albania or something who made something right, it shows weakness to them because they go, well, they don't know what it is. Mm. We've got away with it. Here. Yeah. So unless they're sure that it's not something from Earth, I think they say that they'll go. I don't. Know, we don't know what it was. Well, I mean, it could be from Earth. It could. I mean. There's n- there's nothing saying that this isn't. It's Atlantis. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you never know. They little because uh, aren't they meant to be super advanced or w- or they were? Apparently so. Apparently so. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, it could be a, a complete like uh, bl- these could be black ops. Um, you know, dark, real secret underwater craft that mm. we're witnessing. There could be us. Yeah, it could <laughs> yeah. be. Uh, I have another little story here. During my stint in the navy. I was You're in the Navy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the Navy, uh, just off the coast of, uh, um, in the Indian Ocean, somewhere near Vietnam, actually. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is on uh, the USS uh, Kilauea, um, around 1974. The, the person reporting this says, myself and two friends were out on the foxhole, which is the bow of the ship. It was dark around 9 p.m. There was little or no moon, but millions of stars out. So it was a good, good viewing conditions, you know, for considering it's pitch black. It's, mm. You know, there's no, no cloud and nothing. We were in a group with a destroyer and a carrier, which was the, um, the USS Mason. Uh, we were approaching the Mason in front of us and saw the glowing trail of the ocean being kicked up from the, the actual boat's propellers, like that phosphorescent grow that the mm. algae, algae um, does when it, when it gets agitated. Um, he said that it started glowing. The the um, the algae did the, the the wake of the boat started glowing. It got brighter and brighter, and then this really bright orange yellow ball came out of the water on the right starboard side of the destroyer. It flew over the top of the destroyer and went back into the ocean on the port side, oh. and then disappeared. He said that we all just stared at each other with our mouths open and we couldn't believe what we saw. He said, I asked friends of mine who were there to watch on the bridge if they saw it, and uh, they all did. Mm. Uh, he said it was, it was something that we have never, ever thought of reporting for official means, so there won't, won't be a paper trail, so to speak, with this one. Because of the fear, they yeah. said that it could, they could, uh, you know, it could ruin them. If, but, but, but likewise, he said that everybody on all the boats saw it. It's yeah, a yeah. very, very peculiar... I mean... What, would you report it? Um, <laughs> it depends if I'm if I was asked. Do you know what I mean? If someone knew something, well, did you see that? 
if I if the someone said that's me, I would report it then. If someone else saw it, would you would you report? Would you have any fear in reporting it? Um, possibly, but I've, there's probably a way of reporting it without actually nominating yourself. If you know what I mean, you can try and hide it as someone else, or you could say, oh. Uh, you know, I've I've seen this. I've heard about this. I mean, someone I su- else or whatever. I suppose the best thing to do would have been get everybody on the boat and said, "Listen, did we all see this? Yeah. What are we? Saying? You have to yeah, report yeah. it, though, man. Yeah. You gotta because yeah, just got think to. about it. Think what you've just seen. It's it's of national it's weird. Yeah, it's like an orange ball coming out the yeah, flying over a destroyer and yeah. then going back into the water. It came up behind it, flew over the top of it, and dived back into the water. The problem is, people think you're nuts if you say things like that. They, you know, what I mean, like you're saying about the pilot thing. You think, well. He's he's credible, so why why would you? He's not like like fucking, you know, someone mental's just been put on a boat. This, these people trained, do it all the time, yeah. Trained you know observers, I mean? you know, you know, when you when you're out to see at the time all the time, so that you know they know what's normal and what's not, and they know that's not normal. Yeah, that's not normal. <laughs> that's just, that's not normal. <laughs> you don't get to see that every no. day. What the fuck, man? Uh, I got another couple of stories here. Uh, the last one will. It, is a bit fucking mad, and I've kept in because it's, it's it's fucking crazy. Mm. Um, this one is from uh, mid February 1942. Lieutenant William Brennan of the Royal Australian Air Force was on patrol at the Bass Straits, um, south of Melbourne, Australia, on the lookout for Japanese submarines uh, yeah. and long-range German U-boats um, invading Australian waters. Fishermen in the area had reported seeing mysterious lights bobbing at, on top of the s- on the ocean surface at night. And the Japanese had recently attacked Darwin, which is on the uh, 19th of February. So the Allied High Command was urging the strictest vigilance. Everybody was on high alert, possibly too twitchy, maybe because they were so they were expecting to see something. Maybe they saw something that wasn't there. I'm just trying to think of a reason why this couldn't couldn't be what it is. But if you're on high alert, it's a high stress environment, and you're looking out to see things. Sometimes you may interpret simple things incorrectly yeah i mean it's possible uh, but anyway the air patrol um at this time was flying east of the t- tasmanian uh, sorry the tasman peninsula at about 5:50 p.m. on a sunny on a sunny evening when a strange aircraft of glistening bronze color emerged from a dark cloud bank near them the object was about 150 foot long and 50 foot in diameter lieutenant brennan saw that the the strange craft had a dome on top Mm -hmm. right uh, on its upper surface and he thought he thought he may have seen somebody inside this craft wearing a helmet so this is he's not seeing this from a distance yeah, if you can, th- if you think you've seen something inside it, it's you're Lewis Hamilton it. <laughs> testing <laughs> out a new Ferrari. If you if you've seen something that if you if you if you can say that you think you saw somebody inside wearing a helmet, you got a very good view of the craft yeah, itself. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's you got a quite a descriptive view. If you can do that, you go well. You saw quite a bit. Then it wasn't just a figure. You saw what they were wearing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, well, this unidentified uh, craft through parallel with the Royal Australian Air Force patrol uh, craft for several minutes. Uh, it then abruptly turned away and dived straight down into the Pacific Ocean. Le Brennan, L- Lieutenant Brennan emphasised that the USO made a dive. It didn't crash. He said it was a deliberate action. He also added that before it left them, he noticed what appeared to be four fin-like appendages on the underside which leads me to think that whatever this is, it potentially spent a lot of time underwater. Okay, so it, it's, it's like it lives there rather than... I don't know, but it's, yeah. it seems to have... The way he's describing it, it had a... I wouldn't say rudders, but it had some sort of... Some way of... Yeah. Like some... some not aerofoils, some sort of stabilisation surfaces to, to keep it orientated underwater, water, yeah. potentially. Uh, I don't know, man. But in uh, December 1997, a massive crash was seen emerging from the sea next to an oil platform in the Gulf of Mexico. This is according to an engineer called Jeremy Packer. And also the sighting was witnessed by 250 oil rig workers. Uh, It was around uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. Packer said that 
everybody was alerted when they heard a rumbling noise that they knew couldn't be the engines that ran the platform, um, like the, the drill equipment. It mm. wasn't the same noise. So everyone was like, what the... Yeah, hang what on, the hell is are that? we in yeah. trouble here? Yeah, yeah. We're on a bomb in is the middle it, yeah, of the ocean. Is it, is it collapsing? What's yeah, going on? What's yeah. going on? So they shot themselves, obviously. Now, they looked west, and what they saw, uh, 25 to 30 helicopters were moving around, sort of on manoeuvres. This, apparently, is not unusual. Okay. I, I would have thought... That would be pretty impressive, seeing 30 helicopters. He said, um, it's not unusual. The only thing that was is the the rig command said that he hadn't received any communications telling him that the Coast Guard were actually on manoeuvres. So this was something that was um, impromptu or or deliberately... Bust. Yeah, yeah. Um, According to the witnesses, they all saw something that he says totally changed their lives and view of reality. All the helicopters stopped in midair hovered over the ocean, and a huge metal cigar-shaped object about the size of an oil platform came out... big fucker, then. Yeah, came out of the sea beneath the helicopters. This massive craft was as long as two football fields. And there's 250 people watching this. It soared straight out of the water and into the air where it hovered above the helicopters for two minutes, completely silent. Just, yeah, it's like it's time of them, isn't it? Well, they must have known something because they were in the same area. Yeah, yeah. He describes the object as being concave on its underside with four large domes on its bottom. Yeah. The top side of the cigar was encircled by uh, like an immense array of lights. He said it was awe inspiring. He said, this is where it gets a bit even weirder. He said, as if it's as if somebody turned off a light switch. He said, the craft was suddenly gone. Yeah. It didn't shoot away, it just blinked out of existence. How weird's that? That's fucking nuts. It's just weird. Yeah, it didn't shoot off. It literally just disappeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said what also is a bit strange is that everybody on the crew, all of their watches uh, were 30 minutes slower than the actual time that it you know, was, was had elapsed. Oh, right, okay. When they got back to the mainland, everything was... was 30 out. minutes sort of ahead or down or whatever. Just they'd lost 30 minutes of time. Yeah. Now, was that because the craft interfered with clock? And, and I don't How know. How does that work, though? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> not, there's not many things which can interfere with clocks. You know what I mean? Uh, I d- not, not wrist watches and stuff. I don't anyway. know, man. I, don't, I, I mean, there might be. Magnetic fields, I don't know. Is there? Do you think that would work, though, on like a, a mechanical watch? Uh, well, I, well, that's what you mean. Uh, I don't Is know. Digital ones, yeah. They could probably fucked around with shit like that quite easily, can't they? But yeah. Like mechanical ones probably can't. Mm, uh, that's an interesting point, actually. Yeah, that's, that's strange. A, that is. It's a very, yeah. It is weird that, and they only realised that they had the time was gone when they got to the shore. And yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's all like half an hour backwards or forwards. What's or going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Don't know, man. Weird. Now this is the last one that we're going to cover, and it's 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 weird. Okay. It's very <laughs> strange. I'm gonna. I kept it to last <laughs> because I mean, all of this could be should be taken with a pinch of salt yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But um. This one is the most bizarre one I found. And it, this occurred in Lake uh, Baikal, which is in West Siberia in, in Russia. Now, this lake is fucking huge. It's 5,387 foot deep, right? And it covers an area of 31,722 kilometers. So it's a huge, it's a big fucker. huge area of water. Um, now, this comes from a very important official, Major General... Um, I think his name is Demianko. Demianko. I don't speak Russian. No. I don't read it that often, so I'm probably fucking that up. But Demianko. Uh, he was a commander of the military dive service um, uh, that the uh, uh, on the elite uh, engineering forces for the military of defense for the USSR. He arrived uh, at um, a military debrief to inform officers of an extraordinary event that had occurred uh, during a training exercise in the Trans-Baikal Western Siberian military region. So they've got massive regions that they just do military operations yeah, in because yeah. it's just huge. Yeah, it's just massive, isn't it? And he says here, during their military training dives, the Russian frogmen, whilst under the water, had encountered mysterious underwater swimmers, very human-like but huge in size, almost three metres tall. What? Exactly. The swimmers were clad in tight-fitting silvery uh, suits 
um, despite the icy cold water temperatures. So like you would have thought like these guys have got like uh, special uh, diving clothes yeah. to keep them warm. These guys, they, whatever they were, they didn't. Um, and they were at a depth of 50 meters. So it doesn't sound a lot, but no. 50 meters is a hell so, of a depth yeah. in, in, in water. water definitely, yeah. yeah. They said that the swimmers didn't have any scuba gear or diving equipment, no aqua lungs, nothing. So, so they were sort of free diving or well, they had, they, yeah. whatever they were, they, yeah, they, they were just swimming around. Well, they just had sphere-like helmets concealing their heads. You imagine being 50 metres under the water in a lake in Siberia and seeing a group of three metre tall, silver-clad things with fishbowls on their heads. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the local military command, obviously, were quite alarmed by, by this encounter, decided to try and catch one of these creatures in yeah. a net. Right? What? Yeah. So with that in mind, right, the, um, they swung a net, tried to over get it over one of, these, yeah. one of these things, and it, um, it just, some unseen force, apparently, propelled these frogmen away from these, these creatures and straight to the surface. It blasted them from a depth of 50 metres to the surface of the lake instantly. Fucking hell. A few, I don't know how many of them died. I'm going to read down, wrote down here, but there was decompression because yeah, they just yeah. they didn't have Tom, any time. Yeah. yeah, and it was I think three three survived, and that and that's where the the story came from. So something, some unseen force shot these military divers, pushed them, blasted them. They were them trying out. to catch one of them. Yeah, they were so trying to throw a net over it, and they was like, nah, have this, and they um, just yeah. used the force, fucked them off into uh, to, yeah. to the fucking top. Yeah. Do you think it could be like some unknown? Aquatic life form, which is completely indigenous to the earth, that is doing this. I don't know. Um, the lake one, could you could you say it's a new uh, a, a species which is only related to that lake, like it's been sectioned off and the rest of it's died everywhere, but they've survived and then been pushed to the surface. Could that be? Um, could they? You know, you have like these sort of shrimp don't you which can break glass when they punch oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. get like 200 mile an hour or something don't when they, they flick they're like could yeah. it be something that well, they do just to force them with a quick like blast of jet of but that but these things that had suits had millet, like um, that, silver okay, suits yeah, that's a bit odd yeah. and a fucking fish bowls on their head yeah I mean, could it be an underwater civilization that we we are unaware of that is that is completely indigenous to the earth operating I mean are they are they actually? The thing is, though, you you do scans of that, then, wouldn't you? That that lake, and you'd you'd yeah. probably find out a lot more, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's weird. That is weird. It's like it'd be fucking terrifying. Yeah, I, w I wouldn't I wouldn't want to try and catch one of them. Fifty meters under the water, something like that. And it's clearly something freaking mental. I wouldn't be trying to catch it with a net. Yeah, I just go. I don't know what it is. I just you can catch it with a net, net rob. We can tell you to do it. No, you're right. Yeah, after I, you, I quit. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I find that really, really bizarre. I, I, I don't know if I... I mean, you got to take it, like we say, you got to take all of these with a pinch of salt. Yeah. I, I don't, don't think that one's true, but it's still interesting if it is. Well, it's a military account. There's yeah. more... I mean, I couldn't... I'm not going to read it Read it all, but there's... Like, it's there's a Russian military account, and they're, they're good at bullshitting, aren't they? <laughs> well, so are we. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> this is what I mean. All of this could be... Uh, it, I mean, it could be very real accounts, but they could be putting their spin on it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like... Um, it's, it's like um, we were saying here, say... It could suddenly change Chinese whispers. Yeah, they, no they could be deliberately telling us it's. They could be trying to make us think that it's something that it's not mm. to cover for what it actually is. I don't know, man. It's a bit weird, weird. though, isn't yeah. it? Well, that'll wrap that That's up. Freak. That is freaky. Yeah, fish bowls on your head, swimming around. Three meters tall, blasting you fifty meters to the surface yeah. with some unseen Three force. Definitely, I definitely wouldn't have been trying to catch it. And also, if, if that if if I went down and I saw something, I, I don't know if it was human like, but it was something right, and it's three meters long and it's clearly got some sort of clothes on and, <laughs> and a hat, bowl bowl for a hat thing. <laughs> nah, I'm not trying to catch that bastard. He can carry on doing what he wants. And what made me think about it's like trying to catch a shark with you, like just your bare hands. Well, it, it, what what made me think that it could it could be a load of bullshit, which it probably is, is because. 
what kind of a net did they have? Yeah. And yeah. why are they carrying a net? I mean, I don't know what kind of train nets are on I'd do it on a boat. I'd just get one of them big nets with weights on, put it around and well, I think locate they st- one and just put it around them. I think they just stumbled across it. They were just diving, doing their, their 50 metres down depth, you know, j- checking equipment out, doing, oh, how you know, potentially going deeper, checking everything's okay. And then just out of the darkness, they see these things. And they're like, whoa. And then some bright spark went, you know what? Let's try and catch one. <laughs> yeah, great idea. <sighs> No way. I would have ran or swam away. I probably just cried. I would have just gone, no, you're right, mate. I would have been going, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) Weird frog. Well, not frog. What what would you call them? Just a humanoid, apparently. Just a weird humanoid. Just a lanky humanoid. Lanky. Peter Crouch. (laughs) Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch on his uh, weekend swimming. But the fact that they had balls on their head means that they're not native to that environment. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think it, it means that they're basically like land. Could Animals, be. Yeah, or something, because why would they have a bowl on their head? Yeah. I don't know. But that'll do for Weird, man. That'll do for USOs. Yeah. USOs. USOs. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll revisit that one. In, I, I want to pick one, one really meaty story one and, and just, just go and just for it. For like two hours, because some yeah. of them are incredible. But yeah. it's, it's, they seem so far out. It's It just seems ridiculous, yeah. which is why it's fun. That's why yeah. we do it, because it's just so... Crazy. Yeah, this doesn't seem right, does it? He's so like, what the fuck? It's just so it mad. Gets, it gets even more madder, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just so utterly insane. That's why I like it. Yeah. It's great fun. So people, that'll wrap up. Uh if you wanna contact us, robotsfries at, at gmail dot com. Uh you can get us on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, uh just type in robots for eyes, uh one word and it'll probably it'll pop up. Yeah. If you want some stickers, let us know. Uh, and we will be back next week with potentially a horrific story. An epic one. Yeah, with a really, really disturbing, horrible... Interesting, though, at the same time. Just like, yeah, yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. <laughs> See you next week, freaks. See you later, everyone. <laughs>